Welcome to the Bible Reading Plan Podcast by Victory Point. One of the best ways to grow as a disciple is to read and reflect on the scripture daily. We created this podcast to guide you through our, your, our daily Bible reading plan that helps us dwell in God's word as we grow together in listening to the spirit. So whether you're taking out the garbage, packing up for a spring break trip, or frantically finishing your taxes, we glad, we're glad you turned, tuned in today. So Steve, um, what are you thankful for this week? Well, thanks for asking, Tom. Um, and actually, the story I want to share is, is not something from this week, but I wanted to say, Tom, that I'm thankful for something that you did almost three years ago. Um, about three years ago, you and my son, Drew, were involved in something called Generation Spark. That was a, a, an opportunity for a young adult to meet with um, a more mature member of the congregation, right? Yep. Um, and work on a project together. And you just poured so much into his life. It was like a 12-week um, process. But when he got ready to go to college, you made a comment to him about how uh, he needed to find a faith community at, at school. It was important for him to kind of to do sure, that. Sure. And he did. He he found a place to worship there. He was part of the worship team. And it became a part an important part of his faith journey. I think that had Jackie and I had said that, it, he may have done the same thing. He may have found it, but I just think it was very powerful for him. Um, someone who had invested in him, who spoke into his life, um, it just lended a little credibility. So I think um, a lot of why he found that community at, at school is because of the influence he had. So thank you for speaking into his life. And it just, I, I appreciate it more than I can um, uh, can say. So thank you for that. Well, thank you, Steve. You know, I hardly remember even saying that. Yeah. I do remember working with Drew and he was an amazing young man. But, you know, it's now looking back, I say, yeah, that's probably something I might've said, but I don't remember that. <laughs> right, yeah. But I'm glad it turned out that way. Yeah. Uh, that's really cool. Yeah. It's just, I think it's it's important that we invest in the lives of, of yeah. people who are not necessarily our kids. So in a church community, and so I'm, you know, I'm glad that Generation Spark was that for him, and that gave you right. a chance to speak to him. Yeah, encouraging people. You know, yeah. most of us need encouragement. So you can, yeah. if you can do that, that's a really cool thing. And often, yeah. your words go beyond what you even thought would happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, today's passage is from the scripture of Isaiah again. We're living in Isaiah so far, and it's Isaiah 50, 4 through 9a. And um, Steve, would you read it for us? Sure. So, all right, Isaiah 50, 4 through 9. This is the NIV version. The sovereign Lord has given me an instructed tongue to know the word that sustains the weary. He wakens me morning by morning wakens my ear to listen once, uh, like one being taught. The sovereign Lord has opened my ears, and I have not been rebellious. I have not drawn back. I offered my back to those who beat me, my cheeks to those who pulled out my beard. I did not hide my face from mocking and spitting. Because the sovereign Lord helps me, I will not be disgraced. Therefore, I have set my face like flint, and I know I will not be put to shame. He who vindicates me is near. Who then will be bring charges against me? Let us face each other. Who is my accuser? Let him come uh, confront me. It is a sovereign Lord who helps me. So, Tom, as I read through that, what's something that grabbed your attention today? Something you want to highlight or point out? Well, I think especially I would look at verse um, six and seven and eight in there, um, which it uses some very interesting language. You know. Um, 
talks about my cheek to those who plucked at my beard. I did not cover my face from shame and spitting. For the Lord will help me. I will not be disgraced. And it reminds me again of those are themes that are so much a part of not only the Bible, but when you talk about Jesus, that fits who he was and who we have to become. You know, people who are willing to treat other people and give them grace, but also when you don't have grace and somebody does something, that you can forgive them. Mm -hmm. um, forgiveness is such a key part of the Christian walk um, because you can't go throughout life without having somebody do something to you right. that's yeah. injurious. Yeah, You know, whether it's at work or whether it's at school, maybe it's even in church. Uh, and to be able to just let it go. I mean, I think that's a good expression. You just let it go. Forgive people and don't dwell on it. Don't don't make it something in your life that becomes bigger than what it was. And are, be willing to just say, I I'm just going to forgive that person. And I, I just think that's one of the key things. Because Jesus did that, in a sense, when he came to earth here. Everything was about not just the suffering, but his willingness then to forgive us. Mm -hmm. And that's almost like the theme of the whole Bible. God forgives us. So we have to do that with others, forgive other people. So yeah. I think, you know, I think all of us have to examine our life. And is there anybody in your life that you're holding a grudge against? Yeah. Um, at work, somebody you don't get along with? One way you can fix it. And Jesus has given us sort of an example is to forgive people. And I think that's a powerful thing. And sometimes I think we forget how powerful that is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, very much so. I think um, that, I'm, I'm so glad you, you focus on that forgiveness part. Um, when I was looking through this, I was focusing on kind of how Jesus, um, he was very diligent and he resolved to stand up against what was happening to him. And, and that, I think that was important as he journeyed towards the cross. But really, it was because of the ultimate um, desire to, to be able to provide forgiveness. So, mm -hmm. yes, he stood up in, in, in the face of persecution. Literally, people spat on him, pulled his beard out, um, you know, the thorn of crowns. But he, he did that um, because he wanted to forgive us. He wanted to offer that that way to be reunited with 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 God, and so, um, so yeah, I think that that's that's so important. Um, this is the third of the servant songs that we've been talking about, and and so yeah, it's it's really focused on what did Jesus decide to do? He willingly walked to the cross. He willingly put up with the pain, the the injustice. Um, he of all people didn't deserve any of what he got because he was sinless. He was blameless, mm -hmm. but yet he endured it um, because of his love for us, because uh, he wanted um, to show that forgiveness. So it's, I'm so glad that you, that you picked up on that forgiveness piece. You know, I remember one time um, reading about all the ways that Jesus on the way to the cross bled. Mm. <laughs> I mean, almost like there was no blood left yeah. because when he was in front of, um, the Jewish leaders and Pilate, you know, they smacked him in the face. It says that every time they hit him and struck him and they took this crown of thorn and they put these big thorns in his head. So you got to picture him like blood from the top of his head all the way down, dripping down in his neck and chest. Then he got the 39 lashes. Yeah. Now I'm a historian and I, I've studied, I taught Roman history. The Romans 
at one time used the lash to execute people. And if you gave somebody more than, say, 40, they were about dead because there would be so much blood. This was, this was a lash that had in it like little pieces of glass and stone and stuff, and it just tore the shred. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you're, you would just be blood from head to toe. So Jesus was given that what, what used to be the Romans way of executing, but they stopped it at 39 because at 50 you were probably dead. So if you ever wonder, why is it that Jesus couldn't hardly carry his cross? <laughs> he was almost dead. Yeah. You know, so then he has to have Simon of Cyrene come and help him. Then he gets up on the cross and they put nails in him. Yeah. So I think, you know how it mentions that the soldier at the end, where they were trying to see if he was really dead and they put the sword in him and out yeah. came water. I think that the reason was only water. He didn't have any blood but, left. Right. He gave it all. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that something? Yeah. He bled everything Dang. from the top to the bottom. And so when he came down off the cross and they took down his body, I don't think there was any blood left. No. No. Oh. <laughs> you know, that's a really powerful thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the fact that he willingly did it. Yes. He will. Yeah. I mean, because at any point in time, he could have said, enough. I'm not, I'm not going to do this. this is, I didn't do anything wrong. Right? This is not worth my pain and suffering. No, um, no. I read one time uh, that the Romans went from executing people with a, with a sword or with a, with a whip to the cross because even though the cross wasn't as much blood, it was so painful. Yeah. Because you hung there, and the only way you could get relief is to put your foot on this little platform and lift your body up to just like so you could breathe. And then, yeah. you know, you'd collapse back down again. Yeah. And there are people that would do this for like two days before they died. In other words, finally, they, they just, it was just this unbelievable pain that would go on hour after hour yeah. after hour. Well, Jesus was half dead when he got to the cross, you know, yeah. I think. So he didn't last very long. Yeah. And then, But I think when they put that sword in there and out came water, he had given every bit of blood there was. Yeah. All for us. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, so I also just, again, just Jesus's perseverance for that is, is amazing. And it just, it, it stand it stands as an example for us when we are being persecuted, not to the point where he was by any means, but, you know, when we are trying to, you know, um, share the good news with the people, like we talked about yesterday, it's going to be hard and oh, yeah. we might be mocked. We might be, oh. um, you know, put to shame, but, um, he persevered despite, everything you just described um and he did it because he loved us and so we need to do that for others um so yeah anything else i mean that, that's a lot to unpack and there's, i think you know we can drop the mic and walk away but anything else that you well, no i other than the fact that i mean i think you know we used to be a nation i mean i can remember 30 40 years ago saying half the people in this country are you know, Christians, or they at least identify with it, or they are a member of a church, or they go to church once in a while. Whoa, that's not true anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, like we can expect, I think, going forward, there will be more and more persecution. I really believe yeah. it. Uh, we have all of our freedoms, but still, I think it's going to be more difficult to be a Christian going forward. Yeah. Because America turns away from God. Yeah. Yeah. I, I completely agree. I think the writing is on the wall yeah. for that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, well, thank you, uh, Tom, for those thoughts. Thank you, everybody, for sharing, uh, joining us today. 
Um, so as we think about the calling God has given us, um, we can persevere because Jesus did. But more importantly, we need to forgive um, because Jesus forgave us. He set that example for us as a servant, um, forgiving his people. We need to forgive those who yes, wronged yes. us. So. Well, until tomorrow, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you peace.